Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Life Isn't Linear podcast. Life isn't linear and neither is the journey, but the goal is to keep making progress. This is Josh. Now, sorry, it's been about a couple weeks since my last episode. I've been traveling and seeing the sights and the beauty that this country has to offer via vacation with my family, so I have been out of commission, but I am back to start a brand new episode. As I was saying, I was traveling for vacation. I was in upstate New York and had a lot of driving time. And it got me thinking about a lot that has happened to me over the last year. And as I was driving and thinking of this, it kind of came to me this episode for a podcast. Have you ever had thoughts, worries, or fears that keep you up at night? I'm sure we have all lost a good night or two of sleep because of worry of not meeting a deadline or something. But what about a month, two months, or more? What drives our minds to the point that it won't stop for any period of time so that it can rest and then get back to that worry? Why does our brain persist? Is it really possible for the worries and fears we have to keep us wired for prolonged periods of time? And it was last year in August of 2022 that I went through a very wicked, and I mean wicked, battle with insomnia. And insomnia is something I had never, ever experienced in my life up to that point. And I know now there were many moments from my past that led to it. In fact, it was a dream that I have called my Christmas Carol moment that triggered it. And unfortunately, after that, it was a domino effect. One thing opened that led to another, to another, and so on. And during that time, I had worry beyond anything I had ever experienced in my life. Before marriage, family, kids, and a career, I had time to deal with, or so I thought, the things that weighed on me. I would exercise it away, sleep it off, or just keep charging ahead in life. Seemingly going so far beyond it, I thought I was above everything. And the issues in my life would just fade away. And that seemed to work for a long time. But in reality, I did myself a terrible disservice by not reflecting on things properly. So you may ask yourself, how common is insomnia? And here's a few statistics. As far as health complications go, insomnia is very common. The condition currently affects millions of people every year, according to the American Sleep Association. Nearly 70 million Americans have a sleep disorder. And insomnia is by far the most common one, with 30% of adults experiencing short-term insomnia. And about 10% of of those will have long-lasting insomnia. Almost 40% of people report accidentally falling asleep during the day because of it, and about 5% fall asleep while driving. Now, even though adults need at least 7 to 8 hours of sleep per night, only about 35% get less than that. Age appears to be linked to a lack of sleep as 37% of people the ages 20 through 40 report low sleep duration, and 40% of people over the age of 40 to 60 get little to no sleep. These insomnia prevalent rates are shocking considering the toll it takes on your body, and I can speak to that, and your mental health. While the condition may seem benign or not that important, insomnia can have a dramatic effect on the daytime lives of people, and it can even lead to death from accidents or decreased judgment. And again, I can speak to the decreased judgment parts because I didn't die. And I never came close to having any accidents that would lead to death. I will state, I wasn't fearful of not sleeping. Because biologically knew I would eventually sleep. But what you worry about is how long will it take? And what I became fearful of is what could happen if I couldn't function in life from an extreme lack of sleep. When you can't sleep, from my experience, is a very odd feeling. It's very unnatural. At first, you feel tired, and you tell yourself, oh, don't worry about it. I'll sleep because I'm being so tired the next night. Then you just lay awake in bed all night. 
Then I started to do what I knew, and that was physical activity. I would go to the gym, and I would kill myself. Sprinting drills, weights, heavy bag work, anything I could do to wear myself down. And when that didn't work, I really started to panic. Now, during my fabulous adventure with insomnia, I kept coming across a sign, and it came in one form or another via postings, songs, or even subtle reminders. And to be honest, I can't remember how many times I came across this. It might have been five or more in a very short period. And when you're confronted with fear, you have two options. So here's an acronym alert. You can face everything and rise or forget everything and run. And I have seen personally what happens when we let fear take over in our lives. And the mind is a very powerful thing. When your psyche is engulfed in fear, it can make you take a journey you normally would not take. You might think in a way that is beyond rational. And you might become someone that no one recognizes. You might act in ways that are out of character. And sometimes people call this survival mode. Do whatever you can to protect yourself from that fear of an outcome, fear of change, fear of being alone. Fear is a very strong emotion, and it can grip anyone. Survival mode is meant to keep you safe. But at what cost? The cost of your happiness? The cost of your relationships? The cost of you enjoying your life in the present? I was contemplating all this at once, and it didn't help that my mind was worn down and tired. There were so many nights I felt as if I was trying to keep my mouth above the deluge of thoughts. I honestly felt many nights like I was drowning. And you know, sometimes the fears we have in life can be very trivial. Like you, don't, uh, you won't hit the bonus that you really want, or that a relationship isn't going the way you want it. Fear that everything you want is slipping away is very powerful. And in the face of that fear, people can act in ways that don't represent their values or beliefs. And that fear compounded on my other worries and everything. I was getting lost in it. But back to not sleeping. After a little more than a week of this regimen of working out to tire myself, the fatigue seemed to go away. I wasn't tired. It was really a weird feeling. For me, I started to feel fine. But when I reflect now and what I was starting to realize then quickly is that exhaustion was around the corner and I was running on pure adrenaline. I began to ache, then, you, then physically hurt. Then I became shaky and weak. It becomes weird to hurt when there's absolutely no physical pain. The worst part is that you start to lose your grip on reality and things around you don't make any sense. It's a very odd fog or haze that you go through. The frustration you have doesn't seem to help either because it just adds to it. I know that I would, my frustration would boil over a lot because all I wanted to do was sleep. And when that wouldn't happen, I would kind of become unhinged. Then I kind of did what a lot of people do. I got a little desperate. Nightcaps turned into one, then two, then three, then more. And alcohol is not your friend during periods of no sleep. I even got, at one point, I tried a large dose of edible gummies, which this led to a very freaky trip. Um, my neighbor, who was a nurse, and my wife were really entertained that night. It did help me sleep, but I woke up to an awful hangover the next morning. But during this period, I had a lot of time to think about many things. It's weird. I would have these periods of just absolute, clear, precise thought, particularly around the things that weighed heavy on me. And it was compounded with a mind that wouldn't stop producing these thoughts. My brain was like a machine with no off button. It didn't slow down at all. In fact, there were many times my brain activity accelerated. In all actuality, it was quite an amazing thing to witness. I gained this deep appreciation of the power of the mind during this time. The brain is a very, very powerful organ. And more on that later. 
for a period of time, I was even fearful of driving because I couldn't stay alert. I would refuse to drive. Taking my kids anywhere, I just couldn't do it. I struggled to function in my job. And then the big fear of providing for my family came in. The constant headaches, the pain across my whole body, my losing attention, and the sheer exhaustion was becoming a real problem in my life. And I really had no energy for anything. What energy I did have came courtesy of my adrenal glands. I also lost about 15 pounds very quickly. It was during this time at work that I had a lot of Zoom calls, and I could literally see myself shrinking call after call. I got to the point that holding even a cup of water was a challenge. I literally did not have the strength to do the most simple of tasks. I fear that I would never sleep again, and I fear I would lose my job if I didn't get better or worse. And now I joke that I lived 11 months in 2022 because I don't remember much after August 5th. I have scrolled through text messages and emails from that time, and they seem to be as if they were sent by somebody else. The ironic part that the things that I was struggling with were what happens when fear takes over. The things I thought I had dealt with, but clearly I didn't. That got me thinking in one of my few moments that I had clarity that fear had caused my worry, and I didn't want fear to win again. I couldn't allow those things to take over. I couldn't allow my fear of looking weak, incapable, and not in control rule the day. I couldn't allow that to fester and grow, which would have led me to the possibility of losing my job or worse. People suffer in silence. It's very true. We all have feelings, thoughts, and concerns. We want to tell those in our world, but we won't. We won't even take the advice we would give our best friend. And I was doing the same exact thing because we are social and communicative beings. And but opening up is very hard. Asking for help is hard. What was difficult is that I had too many people in my life that were depending on me. And I had this enormous fear of letting them down. There were many times I didn't know what to do. Because as sleep psychosis creeps in, it gets harder and harder to focus on the truth. The downside feels like a landslide. And at times my reality did not seem tangible. Then there was one night. And it's a very, it was one of the few moments of clarity that I had. And I had a choice. I can face everything and rise or forget everything and run. And I thought of something my grandfather once told me when I was a kid. And he would say that nobody knows what you want in life unless you tell them. And I didn't want to fail, but I wasn't also sure what to do. So I tried something I have rarely done in the past. I chose a different option. I decided to stare that fear in the face and ask for help. Help with the responsibilities I was on with at work, help with managing expectations there, and letting my superiors know what I needed. I decided to speak up and ask for help instead of trying to charge through on my own. I put my ego aside, and I hoped that it would prevent what I thought would happen. My mind was thinking the worst-case scenario, the outcome I feared, would come to reality. But the best case, the opposite, that there would be upside. And in this moment of clarity, I put together a plan of action for my boss, and I set up a meeting with her immediately. Literally, the moments mattered to me as I felt like my grip was slipping. I realized I would have to tell her everything that was going on with me, and I held nothing back. Now, I didn't go into the details of what was keeping me up, but I did let her know I have gone long periods with no sleep and a few days with minor sleep. And when I mean long periods, weeks. She knew it. She could see my physical appearance. It it had deteriorated. I explained to her that I need help, that I wasn't in a position to complete my new accounts on my own right now. I would need to take a few days off during our busiest period of the year and maybe even take an extended medical leave. I laid out my vision of what I wanted to see accomplished, and I laid out my plan of what kind of support I would need. 
It was so hard to do this because asking for help, again, is very difficult, and I had rarely done it in my life. It was a pretty vulnerable move. But as my best friend's dad will always say, sometimes the sun will shine on a dog's ass, something happened that surprised me. Not only was my plan well-received, my boss was eager to do whatever she needed to do to keep me afloat. And not only did my plan get implemented, but the business that I wanted to write got written. In fact, it was actually the best month that I had that whole entire year and solidified my success for the year. And I could have never done that without the help of my boss who worked side by side with me. She constantly checked in on me, told me to take a day off here or there, whatever I needed, and helped me satisfy our markets. She provided me the encouragement and even sent me a few books to read, which helped. Her grace exceeded any expectation that I ever had. And as I reflect, what ultimately ended up happening was the complete opposite of what I was fearing. I was fearing failure, but what happened was success. I feared being perceived as weak, but it helped me build resilience. I feared losing my job, but instead I ended up having a stellar year. It was a turning point in my life. What was funny is that it gave me the spark to start facing the things that were keeping me up at night. I went to the doctor and had a very direct talk with her. She got me on some meds that helped me get some sleep. And as my strength came back, I was able to get back in the gym. I even went against the conventional grain and napped during the day if I needed it. Because when you are going through insomnia, all the experts state, do not take a nap. They forbid it because it throws off your rhythm. But I was so exhausted that it didn't make a dent when I finally could sleep. And slowly, my mental state came back and I was a more present husband and father. And that all sounds very simple, but it went well into the new year. And during that time of insomnia, I had exhausted all of my energy and even my reserves. I was a shell of a person. I felt hollow inside. At times, I felt like the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz. And, that's, and when that happens, you feel vulnerable from all angles. Never in my life have I ever been that scared. I've had at least two close calls with death in my life that stand out. And honestly, probably a few more if I really think about it. And I'm not here touting any of that. But in those moments, I can't even recall being as scared as I was when I wasn't sleeping. Your health really is everything. And I think it was the fact that I should have had control over this that was the most frustrating and scary part. I have touched on this before, but I'm going to expand upon it now. When you are fearful, it is absolutely critical that you face those fears. As hard as it is, it must be done. Because if you don't, that outcome you fear gains traction. And the likelihood of it happening grows every second. At every point, there is a point of no return with fear. The old saying, better late than never, doesn't apply here. You have to face it, and you have to be with it. And yes, that outcome still could happen, but I do believe you diminish the chances substantially if you face what scares you. Too many people let the things in life they want slip away because of fear. They let things go because they don't feel their feelings will matter or will be heard. In fact, many people don't feel they matter at all, so why try? People will tell themselves, my needs aren't important. If you believe that, other people will as well. That fear is guiding you to a path you may not like or want. How you speak to yourself is critical in both tough and good times. Just take five minutes to be precise when expressing yourself to yourself. Be purposeful and positive. Being ignorant to what is going on around you won't help either. Hope is not a strategy. Action is. If you have a feeling that needs addressed, express it. 
If your heart is heavy, release the weight by talking to that person in your life or someone who matters most. If you don't have one, look for a friend or someone you can trust. And I can say there are times in my life when I didn't express those worries. And there are people I know and friends of mine that didn't do the same. And the end result was always the same. The things you feared, they came to pass. They happened. So my suggestion is why not try something new? If you're right about it, how you feel, then the only thing that will happen is that outcome, which mentally you've already prepared yourself for that possibility. But, and I put a huge emphasis on but, please don't ever, ever lose sight of the fact there's a 50% chance you are wrong. And that should give you something to strive for and to think about your approach to anything. And I know that downside can take hold when things are difficult. But remember the upside and challenge that to become your vision. I'm almost certain the outcomes will change if you change your approach. Stare down that fear. Be with it. Be with that potential outcome. And be with what makes you feel uncomfortable. Whether it's telling the truth, asking for help, or telling a loved one how you feel, don't assume anyone knows what you're thinking. Don't accept assumptions and thoughts. Strive for truth and knowledge. Because you don't know what people who matter might be dealing with as well. They might be distracted too. And Wayne Gretzky is famous for the line saying, you will miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Thankfully, I did make it through. And it was hard. In fact, it was hell at a lot of times. And it was hell for all the wrong reasons. But I had a great support from everyone in my life. There were people that prioritized themselves to guide me along. My wife was amazing. She stayed up late Lots of nights to talk with me, sit with me, and I mean really sit and really listen and challenge me to be a better version of myself. The period did change my relationship with sleep. It's not the same, and I'm not sure it ever will be again. I really don't need as much, but neither is my relationship with fear. That has changed as well. The things I used to worry about are of little or no concern. One thing that causes a lot of people concern and anxiety is the worry of the future. And it's funny, I used to kind of feel that way as well, but my concern for the future is gone too. Now, because of the insomnia, the unknown is a friend. I actually welcome not knowing what is next. It's given me more of an initiative than ever to go after what I want. And if I do have a worry, I really do do the best I can to express those thoughts more so now than ever. If you haven't read anything by David Goggins, you really should, and you're missing out if you haven't. He's, he has an amazing story of perseverance managing fear, and has absolutely beat his self-doubt into hamburger. And he's a very unique individual. He stated in his most recent book, Never Finished, which you should read, about the benefits of recording yourself stating the exact things that cause you fear or self-doubt. By doing this, it brings it out, and it does lose hold on you. And he's absolutely right. Journaling, more specific voice journals, have become extremely helpful to me. There is something to say about recording in your own words, not your inner monologue of the things that cause you discomfort. It's very powerful to hear, and it aids you in overcoming it. I would really encourage you to do this practice as well. As I've reflected a lot, I sometimes now think maybe the insomnia was a good thing. It definitely isn't something I wanted, but I'm starting to see that it was possibly something I needed. I'm not sure I would have seen the value in a lot of things had I not experienced the depravity of it all. I feel as if now my brain is sort of wired different now. And that, going back to the brain from earlier, the mind is very powerful. Yes, you hear experts say that, but to experience the power of it is something else. Never take for granted that you can create your reality, both good and bad. You do have the control to construct the reality that suits you, 
both good and bad. I definitely did. I took for granted my mind's ability to produce greatness in myself. I got comfortable, too comfortable in my life. Now I try and spend my time thinking, how can I reverse engineer that positive effect from the brain? Have it drive a powerfully positive set of events. And as I reflect, I got sloppy with myself. I really do feel that once I got too comfortable in my life, my brain reminded me of what I should have done a long time ago and how I should be going forward in my life. And it does make me more purposeful, driven, and thoughtful. But in reality, fear really is just like any other bully. You have to wrestle it to the ground and get it to submit to your will, not its. But it isn't a typical fight. Brute force will not win the day. That struggle isn't a quick burst of energy. It's a game of patience. It can be a drawn-out process that has many moments of being uncomfortable. Again, comfort is the enemy of progress. Because if it takes over, who knows what kind of damage can be done to your career, to your heart, to your reputation, and even the way you view yourself. Take that shot to face it and address your worries when they appear. You could miss, yes, but you will miss if you don't try. And I do agree with Bruce Lee. When you confront your fear, a miraculous thing does happen. It loses its power over you. So here are my tips if you are ever going through insomnia. Number one, the way through is through. Don't fight it. It will only frustrate you more. Use the time awake as a gift. Think of things you can do with that time and avoid detours. Stay away from self-prescription approaches. Alcohol and its compatriots are not your friends. Discuss with your doctor proper sleep meds. Two, if it continues, prepare your mind that this could go on. Be ready for it and own it and be patient. Number three, no one ever died from insomnia. And this is a quick shout out to my regional vice president who reminded me of this many, many times. He was wonderful and very supportive during this time. Number four, avoid activities that drain your physical energy. Conserve it. Replace it with stretching or yoga and give your body a break. Number five, eat and eat a lot. Your brain needs sleep. And since it isn't getting any, it will consume your energy wherever it can. Your body is in a high state of thermogenesis. It is burning mass calories. During this time, I was warm to the touch. Make sure you're adding your caloric intake to keep your energy up. And the brain, remember, is a selfish organ. It will prioritize itself at the expense of everything else in your body. Six, drink a lot of water and a lot of electrolytes. Drink like you are an athlete who is competing and sweating because internally you are. Electrolyte packets and emergencies were a lifeline for me. Number seven, be open. Find someone to talk to. The chances are something is keeping you awake and you know what it is. So ask for help because this is critical. Don't overlook this. Number eight, voice journal. Say in your own words the things that are bothering you, even if you're the only one listening. And finally, number nine, remember all things will pass and so will the insomnia. I want to leave you with a great quote from Ray Dalio. And if you aren't reading or listening to anything he's put out, you're missing out. He has an immense amount of knowledge, wisdom, and timeless principles. And this was stated after he finished his last interview with Lex Friedman. And it's from the book he wrote called Principles. And I quote, Every time you confront something painful, you are at a potentially important juncture in your life. And you have the opportunity to choose healthy and painful truth or unhealthy but comfortable delusion. Again, 
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like button and rate it as five stars because it does help the channel. And always feel free to email me at lifeisn'tlinearpodcast at gmail.com if there's anything you have to say or comments you want to give. Feedback is always welcome and read. And as always, be respectful and make good decisions. And please don't ever take your sleep for granted.